two little distractions from the first reading. First, that um, St. Paul mentions this need to contribute to the needs of the Holy Ones. That's where the idea of the collection in their gatherings comes from. When the church would, quote-unquote, gather together, there was this collection for the needs of the Holy Ones. And then, I love the um, anticipate one another in showing honor. The word participate might mean like kind of share equally, participate, anticipating means do it first. Think about your spouse or a loved one, like be the first one to ask forgiveness, be the first one to do the kind thing, be the first one, anticipate the other person in showing goodness, honor, and kindness. So the Christian's like competing for, no, I'm going to do the act of charity for my spouse, for my sibling, for my brother or co-worker first. It's a beautiful attitude of the Christian in imitation of St. Paul, in imitation of Christ. But this gospel is, is loaded, and it's, I hope you caught why we might be doing the, um, why it's suggested to do a Mass, um, asking for a deeper devotion to the Eucharist in light of this gospel. Because on the one hand, the Pharisee who's sitting there at table at a feast with Jesus, it's actually the same one as yesterday, invited the Pharisees home for a meal, the Pharisee said, how blessed it must be for the one who will dine in the kingdom of God. And all of us and people at the table with Jesus would say, well, yeah, you would think so, right? And Jesus is like, yeah, you would think so. However, it's not that way, apparently. We've said this before, that the kingdom of heaven, the heavenly wedding feast, and with it the sacramental foretaste of that wedding feast, will not attract or be attractive to our broken appetites, our broken inclinations, our broken vision. We won't recognize it. And there is a temptation and a tendency, even among the educated and those that Jesus sends his messenger to invite, to decline. No thanks, I'm busy. And here Jesus is like going through the list, you know? The wedding feast of heaven we can also insert the sacramental participation through the Mass, will be like a man who gave a, gave a great dinner. And when the dinner was ready, he sent his servant to say to everyone invited, it's ready, come, 9 a.m., Sunday, 8.45, come early. The feast is ready. And one by one, instead of coming, saying, oh, look, kids, it's time for Mass. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I just bought a yoke of oxen. He said, what? Yeah, I bought a yoke of oxen. I can't make it to the wedding feast because i got to take care of the animals. They're brand new. I love them. Oh, I just bought a piece of land. Let me excuse myself. Oh, I just got married. We're actually on our honeymoon. We're not going to make it to Mass. Consider us excused. None of these are bad things, right? Not one of these guys is doing anything immoral. And yet this feast means so much to the Master because it's everything, it's the whole kingdom of heaven and our invitation to it. The master's not like, oh, you know what, well, they're good people. I'll invite them again next time. He says, none of those invited were considered worthy. It's important for us to, to ponder this. Like, our Lord did give us a tremendous gift of the kingdom of heaven, but it's not just some abstract ideal out there, one day I'll experience heaven. It's already among us. And I highlighted the Mass, but anytime the messenger of God, the Holy Spirit, invites you to something, how easy it is for us to just ignore our conscience or ignore that invitation to innocence, to goodness, to avoid some temptation. And we say, no, I'll do it next time. I'm going to indulge this for the moment. But especially the Mass. 
that once a week or one, you know, how many, however many times it's obligatory per year, if not every day. Thank y'all, by the way. Just so you know, you guys are actually like at the feast, so, you know, good. It's 6.30 a.m. God bless y'all. Um, but real, for all of us, so we just want to realize what we have in our midst and why in the world's judgment, including the you know, religious leaders' judgment, and many Catholics who were doing it for so long they didn't realize what they were doing, it's not something special. Does that mean it actually stopped being something special or that we simply stopped recognizing it as something special? And our Lord is saying, you just didn't recognize it. And that's on you, he says. And you'll be held accountable. I mean, he's, he's telling it right here, so it's not going to be, it shouldn't be some surprise on the Judgment Day exam, because here it is, and the church has taught it for 2,023 years. Like, we need to understand how important the ultimate wedding feast is, those daily invitations to be true to the kingdom of heaven in my heart, and today especially highlighting, like, the need, the church tells us, to be present at the sacramental partaking of that kingdom and not to bypass it easily, like these goofballs in the gospel. They were not terrible people. But in the end, they forsook God's invitation. We ask ourselves, why would God send anybody to hell? He doesn't. We do that all by ourselves. And his invitation to steer away from that is every day. And our refusal to accept that invitation is all too common. May we simply ask the Holy Spirit, that messenger of God, to come to us again, not to give up on us. But may we have a renewed appreciation for the invitations of God. In all areas, and especially today, the invitation to partake even now of the wedding feast of heaven. Amen? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.